0: Welcome to Fear the Walking Prequel, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Fear the Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 4, Blood in the Streets.
1: Blood in the Streets. It
0: aired on May 1st. We know that that was titled, it's kind of like what drew Strand and Thomas Abigail together, was the Blood in the Streets, the Blood in the Streets in uh, Louisiana.
1: Well, the proverbial blood in the streets. Sure. Yeah.
0: And uh, then we hear it again later on in the episode. We got a whole lot of backstory on Strand. It wasn't my guess. My guess on Strand was going to be a child, that he was going for a child because of the single-mindedness. Remember how we discussed that, that he was headed in that direction with totally willing to kill anything and anyone who got in his way in any way?
1: Yeah, and we find out he's going for his boyfriend. Yeah, well, but, it, it,
0: but was it his boyfriend or was it just safety, do you think? Do no. you think it was...
1: No, it was to go get Tom.
0: You think it it, it was the relationship oh, yeah. it was? Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I didn't necessarily get that. We start off the episode with a naked Nick washing up on the beach with a toe sack tied to him and helicopters with searchlights flying overhead. I didn't have any idea what was going on when that first N- no, came on. No, me
1: home. either. I... I couldn't figure it out.
0: Well, he gets dressed and he walks up to this tent city place where they've spelled out save me. Save us. Save us.
1: Yeah, in, in uh, Driftwood or something. Yeah, right?
0: something like that. Yeah, yeah. Lots of
1: lots of abandoned tents and one zombie with a chunk out of his leg.
0: Now, where do you think these people went?
1: I think they got eaten or they turned or something.
0: Well, it was they were behind a fence of some sort, weren't well, they? Well,
1: that keeps zombies out.
0: No, but it would keep them in. If they turned in there, wouldn't it?
1: Uh, I don't know. The zombies are pretty good about finding holes in fences. You know how they are. They're pretty resourceful.
0: That was a lot of tents to be abandoned. I thought that was kind of weird. With no zombies to speak of and no people in there and a fence around the place. No dead bodies either. And some of the tents had like little fires in the middle of them.
1: In the middle of the tent? It looked like they were burning that.
0: inside well, there was little fires all over the place. What were they They put little
1: fires everywhere. Now, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what they they think they're doing with that.
0: Well Nick wants to try zombie gut theory again and so he
1: He's pretty smart, really
0: he leads a zombie to a tent, stabs him in the head,
1: takes his entrails,
0: disembowels and him takes and off. smears himself. I thought he was gonna get sick. I thought he was going to when he kinda turned his head to prevent vomiting i thought he was going to start vomiting and man if you ever started vomiting in that that'd just be the end of it how could you ever stop you couldn't that'd be so bad but he didn't we see a dog running through the tent park and we see one of those kids little stick horse things which is really sad you know you know that there were even children there and little toys and stuff and then it's just gone well
1: that's what they were counting on for you to be sad about the Stick horse.
0: And then, it, well, it was sad. And then uh, weird music as it came on. Did you notice it wasn't that same music that they normally play? It was more like horror house music in place of the normal sound that they have as we went into the mm-hmm. intro. From I, did, there. I didn't notice. Well, then we come back and we're back on the boat, and Travis and Maddie. Are having a conversation about strand and what he did cutting Alec,
1: oh yeah, Travis is really upset because he put it was his idea to put him in the raft, right, so he feels partially responsible
0: right. They're talking about how they were no threat and all that, but I'm I don't know
1: and Travis wants to throw strand overboard,
0: <laughs> do you think he really meant that? Do you really think Travis would have thrown strand overboard, or you think he was uh, just I know,
1: I think he's just talking, but
0: but and I think he's feeling guilty over what happened to those people. Yeah,
1: he is feeling guilty.
0: And he's going on to say that they don't need Strand. They can survive without him. But
1: Maddie disagrees.
0: Yeah, she says he hasn't lied to them, and, and uh, she doesn't want to just survive. And he reminds her that they're putting their family's lives in Strand's hands.
1: Yeah, they're having a pretty serious discussion about our, our buddy Strand.
0: And then we go to Ophelia and Chris. And they're talking. What did you think about that conversation?
1: Uh, I think it was, you know, fairly predictable. You know, Chris is latching on to another mother figure. I mean, his mother has just died recently. And uh, I think he's subconsciously or consciously craving that kind of relationship.
0: Okay. Okay. I didn't get that at all. That's interesting. I kept wondering if it was a uh, like he had a crush on her, like we know Nick does. I'm not picturing a big deal difference in the ages of Chris. Chris, and Nick, a few years at the most.
1: I thought that, too, but then I thought, you know, he's discussing stuff with her. and
0: Right.
1: I think it was more like a a son-to-a-mother conversation would go.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. well, that's interesting. Like I said, I didn't think about that. She's talking about how she went to Catholic school. They're talking about, um, have you ever been to Mexico? And they're going through this whole conversation. At least
1: an older sister dynamic or something was going on there.
0: Okay, okay, I can... I can get behind that. And she kind of reminds Chris here, too, that he'll get his own chance to make bad decisions. She talks about the bad decisions that she's made in her life and kind of smiles with Chris it. Chris doesn't <laughs> need any more chances to make bad
1: decisions. He's capitalized on
0: everyone given to him so far. Well, as they're sitting there talking, a boat rose up with a pregnant girl bleeding <clears throat> and two guys who are screaming at them to help. And the guys have lost their engines. They've been drifting for days with this girl. And Chris is yelling, should I shoot him, should I shoot him?
1: And the answer was, we find out later, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he starts yelling for his dad, and so everybody gets up, and Strand gets up, and Strand goes and looks for his automatic weapon that he's got. And
1: Daniel has taken the clip out.
0: This whole thing would have been prevented if Daniel hadn't done that. I wonder if Daniel feels...
1: He doesn't... Responsible no, yet.
0: You don't think? No.
1: He's... He's... Just,
0: I guarantee you that's not the last we'll hear of that, though. I think Strand's going to come back and...
1: I don't know. I don't... We might not hear anything of it.
0: I bet we will. I bet he'll have a well, conversation do. with Daniel about doing that. Because, I mean, how horrible is that? You think you have... A weapon. You're not going to get that weapon out. Did Daniel think he was going to use it on them or something just inadvertently? Just, you know, get them out there and they've had them out there for how long now and suddenly pull out the automatic weapon and use it on them?
1: I don't know, but it was, turns out it wasn't a good choice.
0: It was a really bad choice and and we don't even really know how bad yet because we don't know what's going to end up happening to Travis and Alicia. I mean, they're, you know, and all that is Daniel's fault because if Strand had gotten a hold of that,
1: the pregnant
0: girl and the two guys who boarded that ship would have been gone. Eliminated, right. Well, Alicia is in bed and, by the way, doesn't she wake up perfectly? I mean, her hair's fixed and her makeup's fixed and this is the middle of the night, you know, and she just wakes up perfectly. It's just
1: the Hollywood wake-up That is
0: pretty good. I'm impressed. That's the
1: way I wake up.
0: Do you? Yeah. Okay. Alicia hears talking, and she recognizes the voice.
1: Yeah, she recognizes Jack's voice, and then, of course...
0: And you would. If the only thing you've done is have a conversation with somebody, that would be real familiar. Of course, you would anyway, because you know everybody's voice on earth. After you hear it one time, you pick it out. But most of us can't do that. But if the only interaction you've had with somebody is with their voice, and then you hear their voice like that... I thought that was pretty cool how they did that. So she comes out, and she's like, Jack? And as soon as she says that, they know that they've been found out who they are. Yeah, and this
1: should also be a a glaring lesson for young Alicia to listen to Strand. But it's not. She is still. She's... She's
0: I don't know what she's doing yet. I don't I don't trust that she is doing what you might be insinuating that she's doing. We'll talk about it when we get there. I don't trust that I think and I hope that we see a lot of growth with and by growth I mean some toughening with Alicia and Maybe some growing up and realizing the way things are. I think we might see that pretty soon. Well,
1: Alicia and Chris both need, uh, but of course now Chris is coming around. I'll tell you who the real star of the show is becoming. That's Nick. Nick. That guy is performing. I mean, I mean, Strand gives him a piece of paper with an address, and the next thing he's washing up on the beach with yeah, a yeah,
0: he's naked and washing up. Yeah, on the with beach.
1: a pack tied around his, you know, with a, with a line to his ankle, and he goes inland. He presses in, and he finds the address that Strand gives him, and then he brings. Later on, we see he brings the help back, the help that just happens to be the guy who helps him take back the ship in a real dramatic way. Nick is really performing, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I do. I do think. But this is where Strand, when he can't find the clip to the weapon, he just abandons ship. He gets Now, what do you think he was doing? Do you think he was just leaving them? Or do you think he was, like, going to get help? Or what do you think? Do you think he would have abandoned the Abigail at that point?
1: I have no clue, but I wouldn't blame him if he had abandoned them at that point. Wouldn't blame him a bit. Yeah, not but, one bit.
0: But what are, I mean, I that's his boat. Nick's went to get, we find out, it's Louise... They call I think him? it's Luis. Yeah. Luis, how is he going to hook up with him then?
1: I have no clue. I don't.
0: I mean, I know he's he's got his phone with him. He does take his phone, so maybe he's going to do a change of plans and just abandon the boat and figure out another way. Because yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. Well, then we go to a commercial and we come back and Strand is flashing back to drinking and saying that his father never understood what he wanted to do. He's yeah, sitting in a bar, in New Orleans, in New Orleans, is watching the.
1: Hurricane Katrina aftermath.
0: Right, and it's really bad, and he's talking about that. Now, we learn a lot about Strand in this. His father was a strip mall preacher. His mother abandoned him, didn't have any interaction with his mother, and he's saying that he bought before the storm, and everything that he owns is now submerged and unsalvageable, and he's bankrupt. So we learn that Strand was a real estate developer in some way working with real estate development, we're assuming even at this point, right? Right. And the guy that he's sitting with... It's
1: Thomas, right?
0: Thomas Abigail, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is where he meets him. Thomas says that he's an opportunist and Travis says maybe he's just an optimist. Thomas says that he's a parasite. Yep. So Thomas doesn't think highly of what he does for a living. And that's where... They talk about the blood running in the street for the first time.
1: Right. And they did that in,
0: in what context? Travis yeah. says that there's opportunity That's when right. there's blood in the street. That's
1: right. Opportunity. Somebody said that, famously said that. I can't remember who it was. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Well, then we see Travis holding Thomas up and walking him into his room and then undressing him. Now, while Mike from West Coast Project, Mike, he was texting me as he was watching this last night, it was after we had watched it. But he said he was pointing out that guys don't undress other guys if they help them back to
1: yes. their My, room. Mike, your friend Mike has made an excellent point <laughs> And that's uh that's exactly right. I concur
0: there was a couple of other Yeah with his expert assessment too, yeah. yeah, that's,
1: yeah. That's uh, that's absolutely right.
0: Yeah, it was kind of awkward to see him. I no. mean, because we didn't know anything about yeah, Strand at this point. Yeah, you're
1: lucky somebody brings you back and dumps you in your room to begin with. <laughs> and just leaves you at the table bent over the pile of glasses.
0: Well, he opens his wallet and takes out his credit cards. And Thomas looks at him and says, maybe I won't remember. As he, he sees them doing it. But he lets him do it. Now, what was that all about? I think it was contrived, what yeah. do you think?
1: He was like super-duper intoxicated, but in that scene, he didn't seem super-duper intoxicated to us. But, but that's what it, it was supposed to have occurred there, is we were supposed to get a, a real semi-coherent Tom saying, you know, maybe I won't remember, and, and it was supposed to be I believable, but it wasn't believable. I
0: don't think he was... He seemed coherent. I think he was coherent. I think he was drunk, but I think he was real coherent. I think he did that on purpose.
1: Well, I'm sure the producers and the directors of the show are going to love your assessment better than mine.
0: That's what I think. I think that he he knew what Strand was saying about himself, basically saying that he took advantage of situations, so he put himself in a situation to be taken advantage of.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind okay, of okay. Okay. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll
0: tell you why. I'll tell you why in a minute. I've, yeah. I've got I've got a reason for this. Okay. Then we go to uh, Strand on the lifeboat, and he's trying to blow water out of that phone that's been submerged. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't think it is. And then we go back on the boat. The guy, Reed?
1: Yes, Reed.
0: Is um, putting the gun to Chris's head and, you know, Demanding the, the
1: keys and wanting to, know, wanting to get the boat started and not buying what they... Said about Strand having the keys, he's just not having and any of it. Strand probably
0: did have the keys. Yeah, I'm
1: sure, and he's just terrorizing them.
0: Okay, so yeah, he was. He was just poking at him the whole time. What made Travis think he could start that boat? Just because he's so mechanically inclined. Yes,
1: Travis's great confidence in his.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that.
1: His mechanical skills, and he's you know probably a probably a lay engineer.
0: That seems so, like that, that that would be a pretty big deal to be able to essentially hotwire, right?
1: Listen, when somebody's got a gun on you like that. And they on keep your
0: child, yeah. Looking,
1: no, no, no. They put a gun on him and kept looking away and engaging somebody in conversation. That is, they need to get a handle on that because that is the easiest way to take a weapon away from somebody. The easiest and least uh, least dangerous. threatening. Yeah, that's not dangerous in the least. I mean it takes like when somebody's looking at you and they're that close to to at you with a weapon, I got a friend that teaches you how to take weapons away from people when right. when that's happening. But when somebody is turned around and engaging somebody else in conversation and has a gun on you, I mean that's like taking it away from a baby.
0: Yeah, but I mean I completely buy it. I completely buy that with Travis. You think Travis Oh yeah,
1: okay. No, with Travis, I agree. Yeah, Travis is, but then again, he goes down the there rest and he gets, of them a,
0: were bound. he
1: gets a little crowbar or whatever and brings it back up, you know, and, and, and hides it. And
0: drops it off. Yeah, or. so he's
1: planning on, you know, springing at the right moment. Right. Well, but he, that would have been the right moment.
0: Well, I felt like he was bringing it to Daniel because he kind of, it seemed like he made eye contact with Daniel. Why are you going to bring it to it Daniel?
1: He'll just hide it somewhere. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. There's also the pregnant girl who came on the boat, and she had cut her leg. She's going to have to have a baby in this. Can you imagine? She's got this cut, pretty good little gouge up on her thigh, which, of course, would make, like, blood run down your leg. You think
1: that was self-inflicted so that it could be more sure. authentic? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I think she did that on purpose. And when Maddie was helping her into the bathroom, she slammed, you know, gets her in there, and she slams Maddie's head into the... Into the, into the mirror yeah, and knocks her out. I mean, she's serious. She's not playing. Travis says that he can get the boat started. They bring Maddie finally bring Maddie back and she's got matted blood in her hair and everything and Travis says he can get this boat started I don't know how he could I guess it's like you said you'd say it whether you could or not because somebody's got a gun on your kid but I just kept thinking I don't know if he's going to be able to do that and Jack now wants to take Alicia to go get the portable radio because evidently Strand jumped over with the only communication device that he had right Maddie jumps up she don't want to alicia to go and this is where alicia says it's okay mom i trust him
1: oh i know and i
0: was like are you kidding no, me I'll but i think alicia was playing is and was playing jack
1: let's call you the benefit of the doubt person okay and let's call me the more realistic one
0: okay i, I do think that she at this point was playing jack
1: i think to a degree she's playing jack but i, I think, think to a
0: big degree she is yeah
1: but i think that she's still i mean i i just you know the, the character they've got her playing and and the way that her part is written is just very aggravating
0: it now. is it's real frustrating because we've seen her be so naive and then when she's doing this again we think you know i think we're led to Yeah, think, here she
1: goes just par for the course.
0: Oh, I know. How can she? How can she do this? But they're saying that Connor is on his way now. Evidently, Connor is the governor of this group. Connor's or something, Negan. Right? Is is he? I hope he's not Negan.
1: Well, he doesn't look like Negan because, or, or he not uh, I don't think Behave. he's being presented like Negan because Jack's telling Alicia that he is a, not a violent man. Right. I, mean, I think Jack's really. He really wants Alicia, especially now that he's seen her. Right because, you know, you can't tell anything over the radio. He shows up, and he's like, wow, okay. And then he loosens her little uh, tied uh, tied ringlet, whatever they put on her wrists, and then he cuts them loose. And, of course, she takes that opportunity as soon as she's got loose to hug him. Mm-hmm. But the thing that she said to him that just got all over me was, Jack's talking about Reed, and he's saying, you know, how Reed is what violent or that's his function or whatever. And then Alicia says, Strand's no better than Reed. Or were they, they were talking about Strand, whatever. But she came up with that with that line, you know, Strand's really no better. And I'd like to point out to Alicia, Strand is much better than Reed. Because Strand is not trying to prey on other people. And Strand has actually pulled these people out of... A bad situation and giving him hope.
0: Yeah, I and he hasn't done
1: anything to him.
0: I don't think Alicia means that. I think this is Alicia's way of.
1: No, I think she means that for sure. I
0: don't. Absolutely, I, think she, I don't. I think she. Well, she's
1: always getting in his face, though. Remember? Remember when he's coming down? Of
0: course, down? she doesn't like him, but that's not the point. I don't think. She, I think the only reason she's saying that to Jack is because Jack is saying how he feel. He's he's showing uh, some. Some sorrow, some guilt over the things that he's had to do, and so she points out we're no better than you, because she's trying to make an alliance with Jack to keep her family safe. I don't think
1: she's that thought out. I I completely think she is in this. I don't. I don't. don't, I'm not feeling it. And um, yeah, Mm -mm.
0: I do. I do because she hugs him and she doesn't mean it. You can see the look on her face. She doesn't mean the hug. She's playing him. She's playing him. Nick's walking through the gated community now in his uh, blood getup and slowly walks past a zombie who ignores him. He's kind of enjoying.
1: He is. He does like interacting with the zombies. Have you noticed?
0: Yeah. In a weird way. And then we go to commercial. We come back and someone is knocking on Strand's hotel door. We're flashing back again and he's Trying to blow them off, but we find out that it's Thomas Thomas Abigail and
1: and Louise
0: Flores, who is Thomas's
1: right hand house.
0: What is she? What is his mom Housekeeper's son. Yeah, but she's more than a housekeeper. I think. I think she's somebody's. She's almost like a part of the family. And she had her son, and they kind of grew up together. But they come in and Thomas is saying that Strand stole thirty six thousand dollars, pretty much all cash advances on four of his credit cards, and he invested in credit card debt.
1: But he's he's trying to rebuild come back from zero. That's what he did. He's just using that money that he cash advanced on Thomas's credit cards as seed money. Right. So that he could get started again. And of course some wardrobe. He's he's just starting over. He started from zero with
0: Tom's money. Right. And he says if he won't call the police, he'll thank him and he'll pay him back with interest. Thomas says that he'll meet him downstairs at the bar. And Strand says thanks for the pardon. But Thomas says he didn't pardon him. He obligated him. And this is another conversation. They had had this conversation before at the bar about being obligated to someone and how that's not the best thing. Well, how
1: you don't have to care about somebody to be obligated to.
0: Right. And then we're back in the water in real time and Strand drops the phone. They point out earlier that it's cold, so he's going to be, his fine motor skills are not going to be so great. The The raft, who shot the raft? Reed. Reed shot the raft, and we didn't know if he had hit Strand or not, but the raft was going down. Strand's out there in the water. He says whether or not he got him, the hypothermia will get him. And then we see that... Reed is holding a gun on Travis as he's trying to wire the boat, and Travis is saying it's all computerized. He's going to have to override it and go back and forth to the engine room and wherever he's going. Well, Maddie's asking if anyone saw Nick because...
1: Yeah, where'd Nick Yeah, go? Nick's yeah. just
0: been gone, and Daniel is trying to get loose, and then she starts talking to the girl. I don't know if we ever found out the girl's name or not, but, you know, she's trying to distract her. Daniel wants her to distract... The girl, so he can work on getting his his hands untied so right. he can take advantage of the situation. The girl, we find out, she's very pregnant, but uh, she's four weeks away from having the baby. And some of the stuff that Maddie was saying to her was kind of, it would be distracting to you as a pregnant person. She's talking about how sure, she lost the baby. Sure, disturbing
1: and aggravating. How
0: long's it been since you felt the baby the move? The girl gets and,
1: mad and tells her to shut up and comes over and smacks her. She's, she's not... Uh, not enjoying talking to Maddie.
0: And she says the moment your baby's born, you're weaker because you would die for it. Then Reed is telling Travis that when Connor shows up, he had better have the boat run and prove his value.
1: Yeah, they're all giving Connor a whole lot of uh, whole lot of uh, props, aren't they?
0: Well, they're saying Connor's going to uh, calm everything down and make everything okay when he gets there. Evidently, they have like a whole lot of faith in Connor. They don't seem to fear Connor, though.
1: No, he's their leader, but then again they're you know they're not he's he's obviously advocating uh violence and and deception and
0: Well, he's overtaking people and taking their stuff is what he's doing he's he's pirating is what he's doing on the water right now he's pirating stuff and and taking stuff from people and it feels like it might be a little early for me for this to be happening already to this extent.
1: Yeah, I think they went straight into it. They could have done a little bit more one-on-one survival stuff, don't you think? Than, than going straight into the this clan against that clan and right. this group against that
0: group. And I wouldn't imagine that at this early point... They're talking about how uh, Jack, in this very next scene, he's talking to Alicia in her room. The scene that we talked about uh, earlier... But he's talking about that his brother died and Connor saved him. And he has this huge allegiance to Connor. And we know they can't have been together for a long, long time, right? Because this didn't happen a long, long time ago. We're not, but how far into it do you think we are at this? How many days? A couple months maybe. Do you think it's that long even? I mean, what what would take them that long? I don't think so. I don't think we're anywhere close to that.
1: Well, they were in that that compound that the army had them hemmed into for what weeks
0: two weeks i think yeah and then they've been out of there for maybe a week or two uh
1: i i, I don't know
0: i don't know either i don't know if they've shown us that but it doesn't feel like it's been a long long time since this I don't has know. happened and i anyway it just feels like such a short time if it's been a longer time i don't feel like they've shown us it's the time length well enough for us to feel like that there should be this kind of allegiance toward this guy connor that this guy jack feels alicia's certainly not feeling the allegiance toward strand uh travis isn't feeling the allegiance towards strand right and daniel also asks how they know their names yeah these people know their names and alicia says she didn't tell them she yeah, but says that's the only that.
1: way that's the only way they would have known their names
0: no, on the talking, on Fear the Talking Dead, Chris Hard Hardwick was guessing that 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 they may be tied up with Strand in some way. But somebody on there, and I can't remember who now, said that they think Alex and Jack that they picked them up after Strand cut them loose, and they gave them the information because that would tie them back in. I mean, they they knew their names. Alicia would tell you if she told them their names. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but I bet we find out. I bet we do. Well, Zombie Nick's bouncing a basketball and looking in windows of various houses, and um, a a guy comes up and uh, pulls his gun. I'm surprised the guy didn't shoot him, thinking he was a zombie, right, from a distance. But Nick holds up his hands. and goes, wait, wait, hold on, hold on.
1: Yeah, you would think he would have just shot him. From a distance, the way
0: he was all covered up. Then we go to commercial, and we come back, and we're back with Nick, and he's unfolding that paper showing it to, Louis. Luis, it was Luis uh, that Strand had given him the address to come there, and Nick says, why wouldn't we just stay here, you know, this gated community, all these houses, I mean, you know, Nick's like, I have a feeling they're doing this in a place called Alexandria yeah. out on the east coast, yeah. so maybe we should just do it here. But he prefers Mexico, and he won't let Nick in his car with blood on him, even though they're just going down the street, right? He wants him to go clean up. Well, back on the boat, Maddie's saying that one drink won't hurt the baby because the girl has poured herself a little bit of whiskey of some kind. Looks like it, yeah. And the girl says she just likes the smell of the the liquor. Maddie is saying that she lost a baby. This is where she's going in the fact that she lost a baby, and she's just really kind of tormenting her trying to distract her. So the girl gets mad, and this is where she hits Maddie in the head again. And this is where Reed comes in, and he kind of pulls the girl off of Maddie. And he's angry because he says Connor might,
1: it might decide need he for needs her. Yeah.
0: And this is where Travis leaves that weapon behind the chair, behind <laughs> the chair cushion.
1: Daniel's just gonna go hide again somewhere yeah, where nobody can find. That Daniel
0: can hide. It. Well, Nick and the guy have made it to the. There's another Zodiac. They got these zodiacs everywhere. Got them parked everywhere. That's pretty cool, and they got it covered up.
1: Nick and Luis went down the cliff, and there's a zodiac, and they're headed out to the Abigail.
0: Luis is telling them that he didn't have the money for all of them to cross into Mexico. He said, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. How many of you are there?"
1: I'm wondering who they've got to pay and why to cross into Mexico, because there's no border
0: on, on the water. water.
1: So I'm not getting this whole safe, safe passage into Mexico. Crap.
0: Well, maybe it's safe passage once they get there or something. Some you way can't to get have food. somebody,
1: they have to have like a ring of people all around the peninsula or all down the coast of Mexico to keep people from coming in, if that was the case. I mean, they're just going to sail straight, you know, around, you know, the the border, out on the water.
0: Is there going to be people at the border at this point?
1: Well, they're not... The Abigail's not going across a border. The Abigail's just going No,
0: I'm, no, but I'm just saying even if, if they were just gonna walk into <clears throat> well, that's, Tijuana. That's what or I something. was thinking
1: too, that the governments I would I don't know if maybe there's
0: Well, there's still government because we saw the helicopters flying. We saw over the with helicopters
1: them. flying and so there may be there may be a uh, some kind of uh, presence at the border from both governments, but you know, who knows? And it's not gonna be there for, for long. We know this.
0: Okay, so we flash back to Strand talking to Thomas Abigail. They're sitting out in the sun, and Thomas doesn't want Strand to talk business. Strand is going to go back. So, evidently, what we're supposed to ascertain from this is that they worked everything out, and Strand made quite a bit of money. Maybe Thomas fronted him money or whatever. Yeah, and then they
1: joined forces, and now they're together, and they're working on projects together.
0: Right. Well, I don't feel like Thomas is doing a lot of working on projects. I think Thomas is just, like, letting allow you know, financing Strand working on the projects. But Strand, they started this housing project in L.A., and 90% of Phase 1 was sold out. So now Strand's working on Phase 2. He don't want him talking about business at all here because he says they don't need to. They've got everything they want, they lack for nothing, and look at the view, and let's just sit here and hold hands, and that's what they do, right? (laughs) Right. Then we go to commercial and we come back and we're back on the boat and Travis is messing with the wires and Reed notices that Connor is pulling up in the boat and he comes on and talks about the gorgeous vessel and then he asks Maddie, ask what happened to Maddie and the girl's like she bumped her head or something and he's like offended that Maddie's hurt. Now, do you believe that he really had no intentions of them being harmed and that that was just what Reed's plan was? Or do you believe that Connor knew that from the get-go and that was just...
1: Uh, that's a great question. I don't know.
0: Well, they end up taking Travis and Alicia, but not the others. And they put masks over their head to take them. What's... Why? Yeah, I know.
1: They're taking
0: them go over the water. Over the water,
1: yeah. And you're not going to know where you're at anyway. And I don't know.
0: I mean, it's not like you can identify landmarks or anything, right?
1: Mm, well... By definition, there are no landmarks. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. So it just didn't make that didn't make any sense to me. Reed is saying that Connor hasn't adapted to this world yet, and he has a weak stomach. Connor's promised them that the rest of them are going to be let off on shore, and then they're going to take the boat. That's correct. But Reed has absolutely no intention.
1: I don't think so. Well,
0: he doesn't. He doesn't. He he's uh, Maddie says, "Let us take the." lifeboat and he's like well the lifeboat goes with a raft and she's like well then just let us out and let us swim and he goes uh you might want the boat back i don't like the way that plays out either he's got no intention of letting them go but they hear incoming
1: the zodiac here comes nick and, and oh oh my goodness Luis used to be a sniper, too.
0: Luis is pretty good. Luis,
1: Luis uh, when you're on the water and the little boat's bobbing up and down and you can get off a shot like that, that's probably... Not a shot, two shots. That's a little unlikely.
0: Oh, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Well, it was like dun-dun-dun. Well,
1: well, it was dun-dun-dun, it was but it was dun dun fantasy
0: I don't land. care. I don't care. I was ready for that after all the bad that had happened to them.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Reed gets skewered but not killed.
0: Thank goodness, thank goodness he gets skewered and not killed because he's the only one that's going to be able to draw Connor back so they can find Alicia and Travis because they've taken off with him. So if, if they didn't have him, they wouldn't know how to get in touch with anybody.
1: Well, there's another good point.
0: And then Chris went after him after he was already skewered. Daniel skewered him, right?
1: Uh, Maddie skewered him. Was it Maddie? Yeah, and and Chris wanted to finish him.
0: Yeah, Chris.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm telling you, Chris is like he's getting hard. What do you think?
1: Yes, yeah, he's he's hardening up. He's he's getting his he's getting his game face on. He's stepping up. I think. Well, so.
0: the guy was just torturing him the whole time. He was holding a gun to his head and saying he was going to kill him. And then he was like mocking. Him not wanting them to take Alicia and making rude comments about stuff like that. And then uh, he's watched him hit Maddie in the head, and now he's... He's
1: taken his father.
0: So, Luis and Nick board the ship, and...
1: Of course, they don't know who Luis is.
0: No, they don't know who Luis is with his uh, sniper skills, and Daniel... They barely have time working. to get
1: out. And Nick, where the hell you been? And who's this guy with a rifle?
0: Yeah, well, they took uh, Reed's gun off him, too.
1: Yeah, and they've got the gun back from the girl because she was kind of hovering around that, uh, yeah. that shotgun that, uh, that, yeah, that she Daniel... Yeah, she's the one that walked out. The red-headed
0: girl went outside and looked. Yeah. Well, then we flash back again, and Thomas is saying that... Strand can't go. This is where he's saying, Look, you can't leave. There's yeah, appar- an outbreak. Apparently
1: the apocalypse is just beginning and Strand is still But they
0: don't know anything about an apocalypse. They just think there's an outbreak or no, something a, yeah, at this point. There's some
1: kind of illness, some kind of flu going around. And Tom doesn't want him to go and, and Strand's gotta go.
0: Yeah, and they talk to take care again. Of his business. Well that's what he says. He says it's kinda of like it's perfect timing. There's blood in the streets. So he right. thinks that's a good yeah, time so, yeah, to strike. Anytime
1: there's, there's chaos, it's a good time to go make money.
0: And then we see Strand, he's holding on to the last of the raft and lets it go and just kind of floats. He's just floating in the water here. And then um, Maddie comes up in...
1: another Zodiac.
0: Right. Well, that, yeah, their little life raft thing, I think. What did you
1: think about that?
0: I thought it might have been a dream... There for a minute. I wasn't sure. I thought he might have been hallucinating. What do you
1: think Maddie's motivations are, saving Strand?
0: Well, I think Maddie wants to save everybody. Do you? Yeah, I think Maddie wants to save Here's what I think. And I think she also wants to go to Mexico. I think she wants to get in that house down there. And Louise told him we don't go back down there without Strand.
1: I think she wants both those things. But I think the overwhelming thing that's going on here... Mm-hmm. The thing that she wants most is Travis and Alicia back, and she is making sure that she's the one pulling Strand out of the water.
0: Because I saved you, won't...
1: and now she's obligating.
0: Strand. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah.
1: Again. Yeah. yeah. Strand's getting his little ass obligated all over again. Did, by you, Maddie.
0: did you notice when Nick got back on the boat, Maddie's like, "Where were you? Where did you go?" She's yeah. just just like a mother, you know. Here he comes pulling back in on, up. Yeah. Yeah, and then
1: people their heads blown off and yeah yeah.
0: Next week, Reed is saying Connor will come looking for him. We see Travis in a cage, of some kind. Alicia's saying that she'll be back for him. He's telling her to go ahead and go, and we also find out that there's only three episodes left.
1: I know. I mean, what is that? I mean, it's like it's you know, five and a half episodes. And the season's done.
0: I think it's, they're following. Walking Dead, which Walking Dead, I think, did a short season, and then Fear followed it, and then Walking Dead did another short season, and then Fear followed it, which I was kind of surprised they called this season two, because with The Walking Dead, it was the same season continuation, but this was... The second half, yeah. yeah. So, what did you think about this episode? What did you think about how... Because it, it, it really changed this time.
1: I thought what you thought. I thought they jumped into the uh, tribal warfare aspect a little bit too quickly. I thought that they could have stood a little more um, survival against the zombies and race against time kind of thing to get to the safe places and, and didn't have to go straight into the these this group against that group kind of dynamic. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. And I thought about that before you mentioned it, just for I, the record.
0: I just don't think that we're going to have – you know, this kind of allegiance to people, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me this early. Yeah, time. this
1: this apparent long-term uh, allegiance to Thrive. folks, yeah, and loyalty that, you know, this, this ingrained loyalty that's somehow, you know, happened quickly.
0: But at least we've got a little bit of story on Strand. Now, we know why Strand was there. We still don't know why he was in the containment area, though, do we? Not yet. But we know why he was there. And, and we still don't know why he picked Nick, other than the fact that he said Nick seemed crafty and he was brave and stuff. And so he wanted Nick and maybe just took everybody else with him to... Strand's
1: a pretty good judge of folks at face value. Just he's, he's, Strand's pretty intuitive,
0: I think? think. Yeah,
1: he's got great instincts.
0: I did want to point out that when Thomas and Louise came to Strand's room... The reason that I think Thomas wasn't as drunk as he kind of was, you know, seemed to be when Strand took his credit cards, was because I think he wanted to obligate Thomas so to him. he had
1: planned on the whole thing, and then catching up with him later, and
0: exactly, and he
1: had engineered this That's opportunity. What I think. That you know, that maybe.
0: That's what I think about it. That's why I don't think. Um, that it was unusual, I don't think it that's why I don't think he was just not acting well. I think it was a contrived move on his part. That Maybe he wasn't that you
1: may be you may be right so, that's a, that's a, I think that's a great point
0: because he did point out. Now you're obligated to me. You're so
1: smart. How did you get so smart and be know. so pretty, too? I don't
0: know. But I think he wanted, for whatever reason, I think he, I don't know if it was because he was attracted to him or if it just because he thought he was smart or what. Because we don't really know how much time's passed either, do we, in between the time that Strand sold his credit cards and they're sitting together in the Baja house right before the outbreak right, happened. Right. But it's been enough time that they've bought property and developed property And they're thinking, and 90% of it's sold, and they're thinking about, you know, buying more property. So there's been some time. Well, we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our Fear the Walking prequel podcast So, Mike, how do people get in touch with you if they want to...
1: Tweet me, at Mike from TN.
0: And I'm at Michelle from TN. Also, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget, we also have a Survivor podcast that we do every week. Um, we just got a couple more episodes of that left. No, it's this almost over. Too. So if you guys like Survivor, check out our podcast, The Tribe Has Spoken. The Americans, we have a, the Americans podcast here on Tribal Rant. We still have several episodes of that left. It's called American Reds. It's definitely one of our favorite TV shows, pretty deep, smart TV. We just started podcasting it this year, so check out our American Reds podcast if you are into the Americans like we are. So do you think we covered this episode well enough?
1: I think you did Is there anything I th- else. I think you had better better stuff here.
0: Well then I'll see you back next week for episode five.
1: You'll see me in thirty seconds. You'll see me in five. Nope. Four, three.